In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we have such a fantastic show today. I'm so excited, Robin. We've got a best-selling author. We've got Dwight John Zimmerman coming on, and he's written on all these military history subjects, and he has a um, book on the New York Times bestseller list this week, so that's very cool. And um, we're going to bring Lori Bell on from NAMIS, and she's going to talk about the event that's coming up uh, next week, which is Prosper Where You're Planted Boost Camp, which I think that's pretty cool. And we're going to welcome Steve Applebaum. And he is a former United States Air Force um, person who is now president of Animal Behavior College. He should have been on last week, Robin, when we were talking about the service dogs. I know. And I can't wait to talk to him about all of the uh, things that he does with uh, at the Animal Behavior College. I just think that's so cool. Um, and I love the little picture that we posted of him with his with his babe babies <laughs> his babies i know i'm like i yeah. think the basset hound is named truffles which i just I, got such oh, a kick out of so sweet but i am we have a woman in our church who has a service dog and i'm just so in i am always fascinated and so enchanted i guess that that's not really the right word enchanted but just in awe of what these service dogs can do what they do uh, accomplish what the the training is is just in, incredible so i'm really excited to talk to him about that me and i just can't wait to get my own service dog to do the laundry that's just my <laughs> big thing right now i hear they can push the button well they can do just about everything when you stop and think of people who are have some physical limitations, those dogs do. Whether it's going to get the phone when it rings, going to uh, pick up something or whatever, it's amazing what they do. I, I'm yes. really, really amazed by them. So well, and I'm frustrated today, Rob. I got to tell you, my second All refrigerator right. in I'll three float. weeks. <laughs> That's really crazy. And with the heat, as you were saying, you have out there right now, this is this is not just an inconvenience. This is really serious. No, I know I could poison my kids. I had to throw everything out for the second time in two weeks. And I can't, you know, like when I was in home in Buffalo this time of year, I could put it in a cooler on the porch, put some ice in it, or, you know, if it's wintertime, leave it outside. But when it's this hot, I'm afraid I'll poison everybody. And, you know, it's just been really frustrating. But you, when we're talking about 
about this. You came up with this great company online that can ship cakes or something like that. That to me is <laughs> that's really a, not quite the smoothest segue, but <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's just that's what you do when it's a hundred degrees, the air conditioning's not working, and your refrigerator's broken. That's as good as it gets. Well, this is true. We've always thought we'd love to send things over to the the guys and gals that are overseas, but yeah, we always have to be careful of what we're sending because of the heat, because of the transportation. So you just can't send a cheesecake over there. But we had um, in one of the uh, groups, actually it was in the uh, Parents of Deployed Service Members group that we follow, um, someone inquired about websites that will send birthday cakes over overseas. And there were two that were cited in the conversation. One was wireacake.com. The other one was bakemeawish.com, both of which will ship over to um, APO addresses. Both will uh, do something custom to your service member. And I think Wire a Cake even does some real special things because if I, did I save them on my inbox here? Um, They're affiliated with soldiersangels.org. So so um, if you'd like to sponsor a soldier and uh, are not sure, ang- soldiers, angels will find them on your behalf and get a, get a cake to them. Isn't that so cool? That is. And you said they both go to APO and FPO? Uh, I don't see FPO, but I do see APO. So okay. I guess it's a matter of checking with them depending on where your service member is. But um, I see the wireacake.com. I've got their website up right now. And they are a member of the angel team of Bakers for Soldiers Angels organization. So um, I just think that that's wonderful. And we'll give a salute and a shout out to them. They also do uh, corporate catering and corporate cakes and those kinds of things too. So we would want to let people know that they are full service bakeries. So that is really fun because, you know, it's like you saw what I did with those. um, What were they? Pumpkin pie in a jar that turned out like hockey pucks. Um, For those of you that are, you know, nutritionally and I don't know, bakingly challenged like I am. um, What a great thing to just pop on the Internet, order the cake and have it go. It's wonderful. Plus, know that it's being shipped carefully and properly sometimes you try to ship something over but you don't know what conditions it's being shipped or being stored or what where where in the plane gets gets a layover or whatever i guess they just have their direct line and they get those cakes over there in perfect shape (laughs) yeah really mine would come there'd be like a bucket of crumbs probably filled with ants Oh, gosh. Well, it is difficult. I know when um, we have um, Operation Gratitude uh, is starting to gear up and we always are looking for things, food type things that are going to sustain the shipments. Um, I don't have uh, Operation Gratitude upright this moment on my website, on their website, but they must be gearing up for some of their big, big shipments coming up real soon. They are, they are, and um, on the later in the month, this month we're going to have uh, some representatives from Opgrat coming on talking about, you know, what they're doing with their care packages. Um, because yeah, this time of year we really ramp up. I mean, the scarves are in, the supplies are in, and um, I believe that we start um, packaging them in. I I think it was right around early November. I can't remember. 
I think so too. And I know it has to go out fairly quickly, but the one thing that's so special about Operation Gratitude is that a, an individual box goes to an individual soldier and that one troop gets his or her own very own box. So that is just such a, ah, that's such an incredible achievement for Carol Blaschek to be able to accomplish this, to be able to give each and every one of those troops something very special from home. And uh, people around the country can start shipping in. We do have a, a smaller version of that over here in, on the East Coast called Mormart. And we've had Girl Scout troops do pack and, and collect for them. They send things over in uh, Christmas stockings or uh, they have uh, unique boxes that go over as well. So, Well, and just- the packing is super fun, Rob. You know, I've done it a bunch of times. And, you know, you get to meet people from all walks of life. So, you know, there's, I think it's 16 when they cut the kids off, but there's teenagers there. And then there are um, veterans, like there were all those cool World War II veterans last time that, like, they just told us stories the whole time we were packing. And the other thing that was really cool is there's a lot of labor that has to be done sitting down. And I was amazed at the number of senior citizens and disabled veterans that came in in wheelchairs and they were parked at these long like buffet tables and they were hand addressing each one of these packages so it was kind of like you know future and past coming together with present and um, it just was really moving because like at Arlington Cemetery where you see all the you know the white headstones it reminded me of that in a positive way with all these white United States Post Office shipping boxes and each one of those represented one of our servicemen and women around the world and it was wow. it was really humbling I can only imagine, especially the magnitude that you're talking at. Uh, it's a, is it at an armory or? Yeah, it's at the National place? Guard Armory in Van Nuys, and I think we process something like six hundred thousand uh, that uh, you know over that like ten day span of time. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable, and it's not automated. It's, you'd hand your box to the person next to you, and you stuff whatever it is you're stuffing, and all the back stock is on a table underneath, and you know they're you're shoulder to shoulder and it's I thought it was really fun I just thought it was so great amazing just an amazing endeavor and I encourage everybody to go to op gratitude dot i think it's upgratitude.org is that correct sandra up there's a bunch of them if you just type in operation yeah. gratitude it'll take you there it will it will it's um such a marvelous organization but there are they do have lists in there of things that they do need the types of things that one might send over there whether it's scarves whether it's chapstick whether it's um halloween uh, candy halloween candy <laughs> I was at the candy station one year. I think oh, I gained 20 pounds. Went, I was going to say, how much went in the box, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, it's just such an amazing endeavor. So uh, we really cheer those folks and encourage everybody to participate. Sit, write, a, write Christmas cards and send them to Operation Gratitude. Uh, they, they will put those individual cards in each box. I think the, those notes and letters from home really do make such a difference that people have have said time and time again that they cherished those handwritten notes that they've gotten. So, um, Oh, and the we, pictures of the kids, the kids drawing little pictures from elementary school. I saw absolutely. those ones uh, stuffed in a helmet. 
Oh, how sweet. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, we, we have from time and time again talked about this, and of course we will do more so uh, in a couple of weeks when we have those folks on. We do encourage everybody to go seek them out on the website. And they have been, we've had a, a couple of visits in the past too, so check out our past podcasts and iTunes and right here on the Toganet uh, homepage that we have, our show page that's right here on the Toganet station. Um, Sandra, we do have a busy show coming up. Lori Bell is the founder and uh, uh, chairperson of the National Association of Military Moms and Spouses. I can't wait to hear what Lori has to talk about today because, boy, she sure does have so many interesting things for the military families. And I am looking forward to meeting Steve Applebaum, the uh, founder of the Animal Behavior College. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to get your woohoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio. Love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. With your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman Lisa Stedman wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love life business and the pursuit of happiness check out her website lisastedman.com join us for woohoo radio love life business and the pursuit of happiness wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m central on toginet.com ladies and gentlemen it's time for you to be a rock star get ready to rock with rock talk and Craig Deswalt, and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and in just a minute, we're going to welcome Lori Bell. Uh, She is the president of NAMIS, which is the National Association of Military Moms and Spouses, which is a really, really great, powerful group. It's been featured all over the national media. She was our military, I think she was military spouse of the year, Rob. I can't remember. We've had Lori on um, in the past, but they're putting together, NAMIS is putting together next week uh, this prosper where you're planted boot camp or boost camp and I want to read just a little bit about this event because I think it's really really important and I think it's really really touching Um, I know it touched my heart it says in today's fast-paced and ever-changing military lifestyle You cannot survive on hoping and wishing for better circumstances, waiting for deployments to be over, the PCS to end, the kids to leave, or maybe at our next base, which is where most of us end up, putting our dreams on the shelf till another time. At Prosper, where you're planted boost camp, you'll learn a simple and powerful system that will show you step-by-step how to create the life you want with the military life you get. That, to me... Right there, that like almost brought me to tears because it's how do you can you hear me? There, can you hear me now? I'm back and you're back, oh, Rob. How funny is that? A, it, that was really strange. I was starting to say, you're right, Sandra, the life you want with the life you get. What an amazing um, m- mantra that is. Lori, hello. Are you with us? I'm here. There. <laughs> We've got three on the line at the same time. Well, I got to <laughs> see I'm going to jinx it, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Lori, you got a house full over there, I hear. Yes, we do. It is after school. It is that crazy period where it's like whatever energy they did not put out in in the classroom or in the playground, they are bringing it home for me. So it's a nice welcome home for mommy. So this is broadcast where you're planted right now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. You know what? I'm sorry. I like having the noise of children in the background. We you you just that's what it's all about. Yeah. Absolutely. So Lori, tell us about your event coming up. It's just such a I just wish I could go. I'm too far away. I think Rob, so are you. I am, and I'm so sorry. Oh, man. You know, I'm telling you, the vision for this is way beyond me, and I already see it being um, on tour. I already see the Prosperity Planted Tour where we'll get to go to reserve bases, guard bases, um, up and down the east and west coast, and we're going to hit some some major installations where um, people feel the hurt and the pain, and uh, we're going to bring the boost camp experience right to the people who need it. But for right now, now it's in Washington D.C. and I am so excited. This has been like a the longest pregnancy I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have had this thing in me for a long time, and um, I didn't realize, you know, what you what you mo- what you teach you most need to learn. 
And so I I found that as I've walked through some things since leaving active duty, um, I didn't realize how screwed up I was. And uh, um, thank goodness I made it out alive, and I can tell the story. But um, what what this boot camp is is a culmination of um, strategies and really real solutions to um, the answer of what do I do? You know, I just left the military, and, um, you know, you, you lose a sense of purpose sometimes when, when women leave and, um, or I'm retiring or, you know, here I am, we're, another deployment is upon us, another PCS. Um, it's like, is, when is it my turn? And that was a question I always asked. When is it my turn? I, I did not grow up thinking I want to be a military spouse when I get older. You know, um, I didn't even grow up saying I wanted to serve in the military when I get old, when I got older. But it just seemed like, you know, that's the title we wear. We're military spouse. And we are expected to take a lot. We're expected to be resilient and to endure a lot. But I believe that there is a heart cry for the spouse, the mom, um, the veteran, the entrepreneur who wants to launch a dream, and it's just like, where is the roadmap? How do I do this and stay authentically me and really do what I'm born to do and be happy about it? And uh, what I've learned is it does not have to be as hard as we make it. Well, um, and I think, Mars, um, or I think, uh, Lori, what you said just resonated with me. It's like I grew up playing with, you know, Barbie and Ken in the Dream House, not GI mm-hmm. Joe. So right. It wasn't in my kind of system to to have a lifestyle, you know, like this. I'm sure that's true of many of our our military wives and mothers. And you just go, okay, it's the life you get. Now what do you right. do with it? Right. Yeah. And, you know, as um, president of NAMIS, you know, there are so many new members we get. We're, we're about 2,500 members now, I think. And... Um, Many of them are first time, you know, uh, first time entrance into the military. They're, uh, some of our youngest members are 18 years old. And um, it's like, okay, so here I am, we're about to move, and he, and when we get there, he's going to deploy. So what do I do with this new lifestyle? I mean, I just graduated high school. What is this about? So what I found is the Department of Defense has been really good at providing resources for new spouses and how to get through a deployment, how to keep your marriage together and budget. But then there is nothing that speaks to the spirit, like the heart of the spouse who is struggling with herself. You know, how do I deal with me and these emotions that I don't like where I am right now? Um, I'm really, and I'm a mom, but this is really not what fulfills me. I I have some stuff that I want to do. So that's what Boost Camp is about. It is about helping, helping the spouse, the mom, the entrepreneur, whatever, create the life she wants with the military life she gets. And realizing that where you are is where you're supposed to be. Well, I love that because part of that, you know, whole thing of, you know, having your dreams, a lot of that does get put on hold. And, you know, and it's like you're serving your country by taking care of your family while your family member serves. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's not, you're not supposed to say, well, wait a minute, what about me? Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. And so, excuse me. So, um, you know, as the DOD puts out the resources for, um, all the families to, to to actually, you know, manage military lifestyle, I noticed there was a gap in that heart and soul piece. And so I thought, wow, I mean, I've walked through some things and, and learned some things and, and have some, some lessons to share. And um, this is, is 
I think this is going to be the transformational point for a lot of people who are coming um, to this particular boost camp as well as future ones. This is going to be the catalyst that helps them launch out, be themselves, um, be the creative, authentic um, self and do the thing that you're created to do uh, and really serve because, see, we're used to serving. You know, we volunteer. We know how to serve our families and all that. But I'm talking about using your gifts and talents right where you are to create that awesome dream life and live it right now. Right, not well, waiting to the next space, not waiting until right. the next deployment. Lori, how long is this boost camp, and is there uh, a possibility of any of these workshops? Oh, my cat's playing the piano. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> any of these, um, to be on the stream, are you streaming any of these sessions? For this one, no, but it, it's going to be covered in four modules. Mm-hmm. And right now we're going to, it's going to be audio recorded. Um, it's the first one and we're kind of like, okay, so how are we going to do it? It's kind of like we're building the plane as we fly it, really. And um I'm, I'm, we're just kind of doing it, and then I think as we get as we get a little better, we're going to see how to how to better broadcast it. But uh, that is a future goal to stream it. Uh, right now, it's, it's a live event in National Harbor at the Aloft Hotel in Washington D.C. area. Um, uh, people can go on the website at namusboostcamp.com and register. It, we're just two weeks out. The space is very limited. It's, I wanted it to be an intimate setting so we can really. Um, touch the heart of these ladies and, and love on them in such a way that they leave empowered. That's, that's the goal. I want people to leave empowered to go and empowered to do, but as well resting in the place where they are because there's lessons to be learned where you are. You know, so it's a delicate balance in doing and resting. There is. I have a hard time with that because I'm either going 100 miles an hour right. or I'm doing nothing at all. And when I do nothing at all, I feel like I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, for instance, I use the Prosper You Planted um, principle at a dinner party. There was somebody there that I want, really wanted to uh, talk to. But, but meanwhile, I was engaged in conversation with this other person. So I'm looking over that person's shoulder going, I want to talk to that other one. And I just heard the voice inside me go, rest, relax, where you are is where you're supposed to be. Engage with this person, connect with her. And I had to kind of go, okay, relax. Don't put that pressure on yourself to go and exit this conversation, to go and hook up with somebody else. Where, my, where I needed to be was talking to this particular person. And, you know, by the end of the night, I connected with her as well as the other person with a photo and exchange of contact information and all of that. So everything always works out when you just kind of chill out and just, you know, not try to make things happen so hard. We try, to, we try so hard to make it work. And I don't think that, that's definitely the opposite of resting. Definitely. You know, it's not about making it work and going for it and, you know, who can I call? And, and entrepreneurs have the worst time with this because we got to grow our business, and um, especially those who are direct sellers. Every time we move, you got to build up a client base again. And so it's like, how do I get out there? How do I get out there bigger and better and bolder and all of that? And a lot of times it's just let's listen to um, – what our inner voice is saying here and how and follow that flow and what i found that when you follow the flow it's like divine creativity it's like you are flowing i just kind of once i learned how to do this blessings came to me opportunities and open doors 
came to me. I didn't have to figure it out anymore. Um, I, it was like I'm, I'm set. I'm just kind of in the groove. Whereas a lot of the Lori, things that I was we're going to have to say thank you so much, and uh, we're going to direct everybody to go to www.nammas.org for more information about Prosper Where You're Planted Boost Camp. That's October 13th, 2012. Lori, thanks so much. Thank you. Up next is Steve Alpham with the uh, Animal Behavior College. Back in a moment. Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the first half of the show, you can check us out on iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. You can also hear us on our website, the .com by the same name, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. We have broadcasts uh, spanning the past three and a half years that we've been on the air. Or you can check us out on Toginet.com, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com, which is our host station out of Texas. We want to thank Sabrina for running the show today. 
And um, we are going to bring on Stephen Applebaum. He is the president of Animal Behavioral College. And what's cool about this guy is he's been a professional dog trainer for over 30 years. And he also served in the military. He enlisted in the United States Air Force in 1977, where he worked as a security specialist and a patrol dog handler and trainer. And Steve, I just have to ask you, how was that? What was that like? 1977, dog handler, dog trainer. You got to give me just two seconds about what that experience was like. Well, I mean, that, it's a completely different time, and I'm a completely different person. I mean, it's funny when people, you know, when people ask me how long I've been in this business, I normally kind of mumble the answer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as the numbers get higher, it just seems, uh, you know, gosh, yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Air Force veteran, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a United States military veteran, uh, Battle of Gettysburg, you know, <laughs> it goes back a few years. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was in service uh, during, the Iran, during the Iran hostage crisis, uh, although I was, yeah, I was stateside. But, you know, I mean, we were all young and we're all raring to go, and, you know, it was, it was, it was that kind of an environment. Um, the, uh, the canine program over at Lackland was not that old at that point. I mean, it's certainly, uh, my understanding is it's changed a bit since then. Uh, they were using mostly German shepherds in those days. And uh, I don't believe they're using mostly German shepherds today, um, but it was a, it was a fantastic experience for me, and uh, I'm glad every day I, I wake up that I did what I did. That's so cool. I just think it's really great because we're and Robin and I are huge, huge animal people over here. We do a lot of shows about. Um, we did a lot of shows about freedom dogs. We have uh, horses for heroes coming up. I mean, big animal advocates. Um, and so far as even Robin's cat playing the piano on the air. <laughs> that segment I know wasn't that funny. That was hilarious. Well, so also, funny you what we that. were talking about last segment, say, and, and and Steve was the fact that sometimes military. Spouses are given challenges as to what they are doing while they are in a place that they never thought they would be. And yeah. I think this your animal behavior college certainly has uh, an option. Um, would would you say so, Steve? Yeah, I, well, I absolutely would. I, I think uh, you know the way our programs are structured makes them really ideal for military life. I mean, one of the challenges, as everybody knows, is change of station. I mean, you just, you know, you can, you can start in Maine and wind up in San Diego. You know, you wish. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's, yeah, but, it, but, it, but, it, but it's real. And, you know, how does one go to school during that period of time? I mean, you know, if you look at a traditional school, whether it's a vocational college or university or, you know, any kind of traditional school where there's a, a, a physical classroom, if you're taking classes in Maine and suddenly you're transferred to San Diego, unless there's a satellite school in San Diego or anywhere else you happen to get transferred to, it becomes very difficult for you to maintain any kind of continuity in education. But because these programs, our programs, are distance learning coupled with an externship where we will pair you with a professional in your chosen field of study. And we have mentors, whether they're professional dog trainers if you're in that program or uh, veterinary hospitals if you're in the veterinary assistant program or professional groomers if you're in the grooming program. We have mentors, working professionals in all 50 states, which means wow. you literally can start in Maine 
and finish your training in San Diego or, like I said, wherever you go. So from that standpoint, it's, it's fantastic. Then after you graduate, I mean, look, nobody, anybody that guarantees you a job, uh, you know, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be very, very skeptical of any guarantees like that. Um, but when you look at the fact that there are roughly 20,000 veterinary hospitals in the United States, about the same number of grooming salons, um, and there are something in the vicinity of 70 million dogs and about 90 million cats in this country, it means that there are opportunities literally anywhere you are stationed, certainly in North America, to, uh, to ply your trade, whether it's as a professional trainer, whether you want to work in a veterinary hospital, or whether you want to be a groomer. So there are viable vocations for people once they've graduated. And that's what makes the program a good program besides. I mean, the military, uh, military community makes up roughly 24% of our student body. Hmm. So we've got a, a huge student body outside the military for, for similar reasons. I mean, it's just it's a really good program, but it is absolutely fantastic for military families. Which came first, your, your love uh, to find options for military families or your, an- your love of animals? Um, my love of animals definitely came first. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the program started in 1999. And we've been working, uh, we've been working through the um, Military Spouse Career Advancement Program since, uh, I believe, 2010. So it's a relatively recent um, experience for us, but it's been a fantastic one. But no, the, the programs existed long before we were aware of the incredible need. Uh, truth is, we got involved in the program because several of our students who happened to be military spouses told us about it and said, my gosh, you guys got to get involved with this. Well, what is this? And they told us, and then we looked, and sure enough, we had to get involved with it. It was fantastic. Hmm. Hmm. I'm fascinated by this, and I loved your term externship. I picked up picked yes. up on that. Yes. Um, that's that's phenomenal that you've created this extreme network so that people can go out and have these um, training, hands-on training programs. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, it's funny because people not in the pet world, when they when they hear about this, some of them they kind of look at you funny, like. Really? Can you make a living doing this? I mean, I mean, yeah, people understand. You know, groomers can certainly make a living, but just the idea of it strikes some people as just a little, if not implausible, a little questionable. Until they realize that the pet business as a whole is a fifty billion dollar a year business in the United States. It's bigger than the toy business. So it's it's there are tremendous opportunities for people that want to get involved. And of course, then we have people all over the country that get involved. Not because their 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 primary focus is to make a living, although clearly, for most people, especially in today's economic times, it is a focus. But we have a percentage of our student body that does this because they genuinely want to help animals, and uh, they will they will donate their time just to an incredible degree. We have roughly five percent of our student body that, especially on the dog trainer program. The one where we we we, uh, we train them to become professional dog trainers. Five percent of those graduates never go into business to charge people a dime. I mean, when I first heard this, I didn't believe it, but we checked it, and it it, it seems to be true. Five percent of these people simply donate their time to animal shelters and rescues all across the country. 
just to make it easier for these dogs to be adopted, easier for them to find forever homes. They're, they're not interested. I mean, you hear the old adage, it's not about the money. You know, and everybody kind of rolls their eyes when they hear that, because so often when people say that, it's about the money. In this case, it's not about the money. It's about the love of making a difference in people's lives and the, p- the pets' lives and the people who love them. Well, and Steve, I think that's so important. You know, I do web work for a lot of different animal charities here in Los Angeles. And I remember with the Amanda Foundation Mm -hmm. down in Beverly Hills, you would think, oh, Beverly Hills, they have lots of money. And, you know, they really relied on, on, you know, people coming in. And I remember these two girls coming in and they would groom the dogs. They were volunteer groomers. And even these beautiful, beautiful girls with these beautiful, beautiful dogs, nothing would happen for these animals until you put that pink bow on them and they're all cute and cuddly and they're, you know, <laughs> yes. they just look so perfect and you that. couldn't help but take them home. That's, <laughs> that's how true. I ended up with four. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, I'm in, I'm in L.A. too, so I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with what you're talking about. Yeah, and well, and it's like if you didn't have volunteer groomers, these dogs come in and, you know, I have four rescues and they were disasters, you know, before they came to me. And once they had a bath and a, you know, a good meal and a good night's sleep and a, a nice haircut, like all of us, they perk right up. Yeah. And perky dogs have a better chance. All animals with great personalities have a better chance of getting a happy home. Absolutely. Perky dogs have a better chance. Dogs that are nicely groomed, aesthetically are more appealing. They have a better chance. And Certainly dogs that are properly trained not only have a better chance of being adopted, they have a better chance of staying adopted. The recidivism rate is lower. So it's, uh, we, have a, we have a program uh, with our uh, – it's part of the prerequisite for being in our dog trainer course that we call Students Saving Lives. And basically what it is is that we ask all of our students to donate a minimum of 10 hours to a local animal shelter working with them uh, before they graduate. Now, when we first set this up, we, we, we made it voluntary because, we, quite frankly, I would have made it mandatory, but we were told we couldn't. It had to be a voluntary part of the program. Fine, it's okay, it's voluntary, and it really is. Well over 90% of our students fulfill their, uh, their, uh, their voluntary obligations, um, which means since 2004, we have had, and, and, and again, this, this number, when I first heard it, just struck me as being just insane, over 80,000 hours donated to animal shelters uh, since, since 2004. And that's, that's, that's not a, well, it wouldn't be a misprint because we're not writing it. Uh, it that's, that's, a, that's a genuine statistic. Wow. So it's, it's, I know, it's crazy. And it just shows how dedicated people are that get into this business. And, uh, and I think there has to be a love first, but I don't think um, you can go into this career thinking that you're not going to be in love with these animals. Steve, we have to say thank you and goodbye. Uh, I want everyone to find you. Where? What is your website? Um, please, uh, please find us. That would be that would be fantastic. Yes, uh, we've had over twenty seven hundred military students enroll since we started this program, and we'd love love for as many people that get involved uh, that want to get involved to be involved. Just uh, go to animalbehaviorcollege.com. Excellent, Steve Applebaum. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us and in, in getting us excited about uh, all these opportunities. Thanks An so much. Absolute pleasure, and uh, call me anytime. 
Wonderful. Coming up after the break, we have Dwight John Zimmerman. He's a best-selling and award-winning author. He's a radio show host, a producer, and a member of our favorite uh, group, Military Writers Society of America. Be back in a moment. the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. What time is it? It's MILF and Cookies time. Join the rowdy and fun world of Shannon and Amy, two moms I'd like to Facebook, and catch a glimpse of these two best friends as they enjoy their MILF status and devise ways to keep it. They, along with their special guests, will happily reveal their best-kept secrets on how to feel beautiful from the inside out. Some of the fun segments include Happy Hour with Skinny Girl Margaritas, Confessions of a Bad Eater, Making Your Own Money is So Hot, for keeping your milk status. And don't forget the cookies. We're still moms after all. And best friends are like a good brawl. They never leave you hanging. Shannon represents the ladies in their 40s and is also a woman who came into her cool status late in life after a good long run with a glee club. Amy, on the other hand, is walking the 30 set and as a high school cheerleader has pretty much been cool her whole life. Hook up with host Shannon and Amy every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Central for Milk and Cookies. You're on the Rockstar Radio Network. More living for you to do. Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that want to know the websites for today's show, we had Lori Bell at NAMAS, N-A-M-M-A-S, and we had Steve Applebaum at the Animal Behavioral College, just like it sounds. And Robin, I just have to tell you my Misty story, because it's just, to me, it's like one of the funniest dog stories ever. And um, (laughs) after that buildup, I'll probably blow it. But um, I was living in Beverly Hills in this tiny, tiny little shoebox, and I would hide my dog that I got through the rescue that I was volunteering for. I would hide it every single day, bring it to work with me, put it under my desk, and then bring her home. And she was a former show dog, and she was unbelievably spoiled. And I 
would groom her myself, but when I got too busy at work, I, I decided to call this mobile pet groomer. And you have to imagine in, you know, the heart of Beverly Hills, everything's all fancy. Well, this, you know, big clunky mobile pet groomer truck shows up. And I was so excited because I'd never had her have a professional grooming. I was so proud. I put her in there. The, the lady took her. My dog screamed. It was like, <laughs> and oh, she God. screamed so loud and so long that people were coming out of these fancy condos looking in the windows of this big van. I'm like, yes, here. That's my dog. This is me. <laughs> she couldn't groom her. Misty comes plopping out of the car. She's a Tibetan terrier, former show dog, completely natty, half haircut. And the groomer just said, I can't do anything with this dog. And that was my only one chance to get her professionally (laughs) groomed in Beverly Hills. And she blew it. Well, you see, we're just going to have to go to someone who's been to the Animal Behavior College because they (laughs) will know. (laughs) They will know. Well, speaking of stories, we have uh, somebody who has, oh my goodness, a plethora of stories. And I'm sure this is, there's lots more to come. Oh, you know, I was so excited. You know, um, Dwight John Zimmerson has taken over um, as president this past weekend for Military Writers Society of America. And, you know, he's been so great to come on today at the last minute. We want to a shout out to Joyce Faulkner, former president and who was the host of our Writers Corner today because she has um, she has a bad back and she is having some trouble. So we're going to send some healing thoughts and energy to her and thank Absolutely. Dwight John Zimmerman for coming on. He's like super famous and we're really proud of all his accomplishments for military history. Uh, Dwight, are you with us? Yes, I am. And oh, thank you so much for the kind words. Could you tell my mom that, please? (laughs) Well, first of all, we've got to say congratulations. This is exciting that you are going to be heading up the Writer Society of uh, Military Writer Society of America. Well, thank you very much for that. Yes, it is exciting. It's also very humbling. It was a tremendous honor for me to be asked and selected for that. Uh, you know, yes, my you know, thoughts go out to Joyce you know, when I learned of the news about uh, her situation. Fortunately, as I understand, it's not overly serious, but it was obviously serious enough that she had to have it taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joyce has done a great job with the organization during her tenure, uh, and I can't say enough good things about what she's done. So what I'm doing is trying to build on her legacy and the legacy of uh, the people who preceded her, because it really, Military Writers Society of America is really an astonishing uh, and excellent organization. Just to say, uh, when I heard about it, uh, which is now five years ago, I mean, I'm a civilian. Now, I have written a wide variety of military history books. Anyone who goes onto Amazon or Googles my name is going to find a very, <laughs> a very bohemian, eclectic mix of material. Uh, because I started out in Marvel Comics and you know, then go, went right on through into military history. You know, so not to get into that yeah, stuff, because that's really a long story. But, you know, the point is when I uh, applied to the organization, I said, hey, look, I, I'm not a veteran, but I, you know, I've written military history. I am very fascinated by 
uh, military history. I've loved it, and I really respect uh, you know anyone and everyone who has served in uniform. And I would be honored, you know, if you could accept me as a member, which they did. And that first year, uh, the first book that I submitted, which is called The Book of War, wound up winning the gold medal. And then things just went from there. Well, I, I know that so many times people might initially sort of smile when they find out that you had a history at uh, Tops and Marvel Comics. But <laughs> so, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I honestly think that that is exciting in that the, I immediately thought of Bill Malden's up front and Willie and Joe and how people got through World War II delighted to read what was happening happening to Willie and Joe. So I could in instantly see the connection, to tell you the truth. And then when you published Vietnam War, your graphic history, that was all uh, done with a, a, an illustrator's hand. And I, I love thinking that this was a, a great approach to be talking about military history. Well, I'm so happy that you said that, because I really invested a lot into that. Um, I was a kid growing up during the Vietnam War, and my overarching question was, why? If we're in a war, why aren't we in it to win it? Now, obviously, a lot of adults were asking that self-same question, which is what helped tear apart our country. Uh, so this was my attempt to explain to today's audience, particularly uh, kids, you know, because they would hear it from, you know, their grandparents, uh, you know, things about the war, or they'd hear tangentially, you know, from other people, uh, you know, about the Vietnam War, because it really does continue to cast a shadow. You know, mm -hmm. periodically, you'll even hear, you know, politicians refer in one way or another, this is not another Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Here was my attempt to put into a format uh, linking my comic book experience with my military history experience, uniting that to make accessible to uh, a younger audience uh, the story of a very complex and controversial war. Uh, I'm happy to say it's received numerous awards. It's gotten great critical acclaim. And uh, I am just so proud of it. Uh, Wayne Van Zant, my artist on that, is an, was an absolute delight to work with. Uh, he did so, so many powerful illustrations. Uh, so thank you for you know mentioning that because yes, I'm very proud of that book. I can see why, and I think too in. As years go on, some of the challenges of Viet the Vietnam War being somewhat the benchmark of every other conflict that's come along, I think it, it does have a different flavor every decade that comes by. And that being the case, I think it's so important for writers to document what their experiences had been or what their immediate issues were then because I think every decade that goes by, something either gets more convoluted or gets, um, I don't want to say twisted, because that's not really true. 
I think the story does change and we don't want, we want to sort of take away a little bit of that emotion and start being able to talk about what did our military do? What did our, our people accomplish? And I think that's important for recovering what great things the military did accomplish. You're quite right there. Uh, I have two stories along that line. One is uh, during the uh, uh, creative process in producing, uh, writing the uh, uh, Vietnam graphic history. Uh, my editor, uh, Howard Zimmerman, no relation, uh, and, and I've known him for, you know, uh, God, decades, <clears throat> excuse me, because uh, the publishing industry here in New York, for as big as it is, it's actually a, a small community. And he and I crossed paths, you know, in our mutual careers many times before we wound up actually working together. And um, he was, well, he's older than me, and he was actively involved in the anti-war movement uh, Mm -hmm. during the Vietnam era. Whereas me, I was a, oh, let's see now, I was, yeah, I I was in my early teens. And uh, when we, you know, to tell you how uh, emotional and and how much of a flashpoint it still is, given all the decades that have passed, he and I actually locked horns on a couple of issues. Oh, my goodness. Yes. uh, the, uh, the, The point was that when I submitted my first draft of the script, he said, you didn't include enough on the anti-war movement. Uh. You know, so I uh, reviewed the script, and actually he had a valid point. Uh, I really was emphasizing what was going on in Vietnam and not paying as much attention to what was happening in the United States. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I balanced it out, I said, yeah, he's right, because it wasn't just what was going on there, because it was so contentious. Uh, so I went through and I reviewed and I saw places where I could, you know, delete without really negatively impacting on what the what was happening militarily yeah. in Vietnam. Yeah. 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 It was I, a yeah, I would call it a surgical edit as it were. <laughs> That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Mr. Zimmerman, I, I, we only have about a minute left to this show, oh, but goodness, now that I'm you sorry. are in the seat of, of a command at the Military Writers Society, I do hope that we can have you back frequently. There are so many more questions I have to ask you, um, and I do hope that we have the pleasure and uh, good fortune to have you back very soon. It, it, is, so, it is such a nice uh, experience here. I am so happy you know, to be here, and yeah. I, yeah, obviously, I can talk on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to take you up on it. We're going to have you back very, very soon. I want to encourage everyone to listen to Mr. Zimmerman at VeteransRadio.net. He has a show uh, monthly, I believe it is, at yes. ease. Do look him up there. And next week, I want everybody to be sure to tune in. We have Suzanne Phillips coming to us from uh, the Healing Couples PTSD um, program that she does. And we also have Catherine price shot from the sky do tune in next week we look forward to having you all back at military mom talk radio bye now